Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org connect. Also powered by 917 Ventures. Got a startup idea? Join Velocity by 917 Ventures, Globe Telecom's venture builder program that aims to support entrepreneurs by providing up to 50,000 US dollars funding, product and tech development, operational support, and access to the Globe Network. Unlock the Globe Unfair Advantage. Apply now at velocity.917ventures.com. 917ventures run as a venture builder is a startup. It's a startup. It just so happened that our portfolio companies are massive companies called GCash, Consulta MT, and AdSpark Inc. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beityong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We have someone who's about to just drop a very big path and a big resource that the whole startup industry in the Philippines can just take advantage of. And I've been wanting to get this guy on the show because 
what we have here is virtually groundbreaking that can give anybody worthy out there anybody worthy <laughs> the path to really create groundbreaking startups from the ground but before i get carried away let me properly introduce him he's the ceo of 917 ventures mr vince yamat welcome to the show vince thank you for having me ron appreciate it and again um Nice seeing you again. It's been a while. Uh, I'll tell a little bit of. Yeah. So I, I'm not gonna break the NDA because I remember I I signed an NDA for that. I've met Vince once. Well, <laughs> pre-pandemic, it just didn't get the account. Stupid run. There you go. <laughs> But again, nice seeing you, man. <laughs> But you have podcast network now, dude. It's the passion project. It kind of sprung out, and then all of a sudden, boom! It it's uh, it's 100 podcasts big. There you go. Easily the biggest <laughs> in the region right there. Congratulations. Buddy. Thank you. Again, Vince, well, welcome to the show. And before I get carried away, I need to ask you the million dollar question. Vince, what's your hustle? Um, so I'm Vince. I'm the managing director, um, head of 917 Ventures, the largest corporate venture builder in the Philippines. There you go. And when they say largest, I, this is not just a random number they threw. They are legit. The largest corporate venture builder venture arm that I've ever seen, and that's why I want to have him here so early because this is gra- is, is is groundbreaking. But before I get carried away, Vince, and talk about 917, I need to understand the origin story of Mr. Vince Yamat because we're gonna have to ride the hustle share time machine. I have time machines too, SpaceX style. Okay, so Vince, I want to understand again before again Globe, before Egg, before all of these things came into your life. You know, we were uh, again we were all young before at one point. What were what was growing up like, and what were your early hustles that that you know you think well, were were clear indications of what you were doing when you were growing up? Ah, okay. Uh, so thank you for that question. So, Ron, I'm your average student when I when I was young. Um, Grew up in a middle class family, wherein you are thought to do all things well, right? Pray every single day, go to school, study hard, and finish college, and get a job. And when you get a job, work hard, be a vice president. There you go. That's 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 a typical Filipino household, yeah. right? And in school, um, Ron, I'm your average student. Um, I tried my best to do good in school. Um, as long as I pass my classes, I'm I'm good. Um, but one thing is for sure: when I was young, I really wanted to be independent. And if did I hustle in in when I was young? I yes. Um, in college, I actually tried reselling a few pieces of laser discs. Wow! I don't know if you remember. Of course, I, I am not disc. ancient. But I'm not that young. Okay, but I the, am the, the millennials. Maybe they don't know. Remember that one, right? But um, yeah, laser disc uh, to mom and mom and pop video rental stores because I have a a, a friend out of college. As you know, have extra disc and hey, you want to sell this out, right? So I tried selling it in mom and pop stores. Um, but fresh out of college, I was. Basically, run an equities trader. 
Um, and that led me to the IT sector. Um, right, which is Pacific right Internet, now. where you did yes. corporate sales. During that those times, you know, pre dot com bubble, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. What were you selling in the internet, and what was the internet even like? Because <laughs> this is dot com, uh, right? The one point oh, whatever you even want to call it back then. Oh God, this is like a super long time ago. See, but so so after college, after university, that's roughly ninety five. Uh-huh. Now, okay, now everyone's computing my age now. Um, ninety five. <laughs> so I did. I um I was doing equities trading. Um, right. and I traded internet companies. Okay, Earthlink, broad, Broadcast dot com, eBay, wow. and the like. And it's like early late nineties, uh. Yeah. And 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 in equities trading, Ron, but basically there are two types, uh, right? You look at the technicals and you look at the fundamentals. Right. And some of these, most of these companies doesn't have like fundamentals, literally, all, back right. then. Just at, look at the at charts. All, but, uh, <laughs> you, you look at it, but what's happening? And right. then, and I've been telling this to everyone, eh, even to my guys, that that basically made me shift to, to, to IT. Because someone mm-hmm. told me that, hey, Vince, this is the next San Francisco gold rush. Um, wow. We're in back then, Diba. Um, wherein doctors became miners because of right. the gold rush. Right. And in the late 90s, oh my God, I just want to be in that sector, IT. Wow. So quit, quit a really good job, right? Yeah. Um, um, trading equities and mm-hmm. look for that IT company, which is Pacific Internet. And to your question, Pacific Internet, Pacific Internet is basically an ISP uh, coming out of Singapore. Um, yeah. I was an account executive. Entry level job. Sales. Okay. sales. Equities trading is sales, right? You're right. basically selling companies um, to, your, to your customers, convincing them over the phone that, hey, you're going to make money here. Right, right? Right. So, same goes with the internet. Hey, stop using the fax machine and start sending email. Right. So, I was an account executive um, selling to corporate um, clients. Got it. Products? Why are the products? Are, no. Dial-up connection. <laughs> Dial-up connection. <laughs> wow, that's Dude, crazy. Really, really funny. So, dial-up connection, 56k BPS. Um, if you want high speed, we call that the least line connection. Wherein the speed is 64k BPS. Wow. Up to up to two Mbps, which is basically I don't know. I think an E1, an that's E1 bad line. internet now. That's E in your signal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why when, you know, um, my kids will tell me, Dad, super slow internet connection. I go, come on. Back in the day, when I was young, if you have 64 KBPS, you pay 30,000 pesos a month. <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny. But I want to understand. Um, one thing that I, at least, uh, I've learned also, my first jobs were in sales. And you also called me this. I'm a salesman by default, right? And those are the things that regardless of where I go, I bring it with me. What are those things that you learned uh, during that, that process that, you know, that, that stuck with you till now? Because after this, you became AVP already, right? Mm-hmm. And that you must have learned a lot of things really well and fast that skyrocketed you uh, for your next gig, which is an in Infocom. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sales, I think, right, especially for your listeners, it's really the best entry job, yes. entry level job, right? Um, me, I'm I'm an introvert, but mm-hmm. Ron, I'm 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 an introvert. I'm the I'm the shy type, right? Yeah. Um, but sales taught me how to talk to people that I don't know yep. um, freely as long as I know the product. It's also a good entry into corporate. Um, mm-hmm. Some will say that sales is the lifeblood of a company, which I strongly believe, especially in the yep. startup space, right? Sales um, on right there. Yeah, yeah. In the startup space, yeah, product probably is king, right? But if even if you have a good product, if you don't have the fantastic sales team, that's literally yeah, nothing. And yeah. that's what I've learned, even right. with my own personal startup um, back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, um, obviously, I'm heavily biased towards sales because you, you, you unlock the possibilities of what your original trajectory is and do it fast. And I, now I want to talk about Infocom. Again, coming from sales, first job or first li- second job technically. Infocom, you're AVP. What were you trying to sell there already? And what were the innovations? As again, in tech, uh, from again, three, two MBPS, PLDT, this is as corporate as corporate can get before. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, the ISP business run was dominated by independent players. Yes. Okay. Um, that's Pacific Internet and Infocom. They are arch rivals um, back in the day. They're like the Ateneo versus Ateneo La Salle. Yeah. Uh, back in the day. The <laughs> they telcos, meet up in tough, they will probably go and fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, right. But um, so, so they're like that. Uh, um, the telcos, they're not yet in the, into the internet space. It's the yeah. independent ones um, um, who started the internet um, um, industry here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I joined in POCOM when PLDT acquired the company. Um, from the founders of Infocom, which is basically SQL Net, um, and joined them as their sales manager. So that was a promotion. So from account executive to a sales manager for corporate clients still in Infocom. Um, in Infocom, um, really good experience. Um, we created several derivatives of internet connectivity. Um, we started creating... Um, Cable internet through home cable. Well, um, home cable is no longer here. Um, VSAT, um, which is basically a satellite internet connectivity, which is what Elon Musk is currently doing. Um, created a lot of um, data, se- data center services, um, like co-location services. Um, so that's my first job in Infocom. And then I was promoted to um, AVP, um, if I can remember correctly. Um, when we realized that, hey, if we're now a PLDT company, obviously, these telco guys will go into our space, right? Which is basically to provide internet connectivity. Mm -hmm. And therefore, what are we going to do? So um, my boss, uh, Mr. Boji Lorenzo, which is basically my mentor when I was um, young, um, said, okay, let's think of other businesses, right? for, for the company. So we started to look at um, new businesses and that business is basically an interactive um, business. Um, we're in 
we created mobile content, uh, mobile games, um, and, and like SMS um, content, diba? Um, so early in the two, year 2000, that's very popular, those mga infotechs and, yep. and horoscopes and all. So that's where we are now. That's where we um, started, diba? In this one new businesses yeah. um, in, in Infocom. That's amazing. Now, how did you rise up the ranks? Because again, you're sales manager to AVP. That's a long, a lot of ladders, a lot of stuff you have to go through. And again, the, the reason why I'm asking this question, just to put this in perspective, is because if 917 down the road allows you to become your own founder within an ecosystem, in perspective, in corporate, regardless of how good you are, there are only so few opportunities you that you can take advantage of. Again, there's not a lot of Vince Yamats out there, right? Um, that, that can plow through those. So just putting things into perspective here so that you know exactly what's the difference between corporate tech and startup incubator via 917, but still under corporate, but with a startup mentality. Uh Thank you for that question. This and that's a really good question. Um, I think it's that bold vision in me, um, wherein I'm not afraid to say that. I think we can go into this business, right? Um, mostly in corporate, when you have a job, you stick to your job, you stick to your lane. Yeah. Um, I'm not like that. Um, if I see an opportunity for a company to go into a certain direction, yeah. I say it. It doesn't mean that I have to do it, right? Uh, but I just say it. Yeah. Um, I'm the type of person wherein if I'm going to make a decision now, I kind of calculate what that decision will, how that decision will impact me in three or four or five years from now, either personal or for professionally. Even for the more so for the company, um, so that's how I think. So maybe um, my previous bosses um, realized that, maybe saw that in me as well. Um, that hey, um, that's something unique in a in a talent. So yeah. that is amazing. All right, now let's continue on the trajectory because after this, we got uh, you've done Nokia, obviously. But now, what I want to understand. Okay, you you've accumulated all that that uh, that experience. Uh, so you did Nokia as a country business manager for a while. But here's what I want to know because again, you you had that that bravado, right? Which is rare, right? Uh, to, to get that get that up, and you you also rolled the dice, being an entrepreneur running Ubersoft and FeedText. Mm-hmm. What was that jump like? And what, what, what was the landscape like when you did that? Oh, okay. Um, hmm. So that, okay. So I'm trying to recall, right? So, sure. yes. Yeah, so I joined Nokia from being um, employed in Infocom, um, hmm. the internet company of PLDT then. I joined Nokia because during that time I said, oh, my God. From the internet space, everyone is going into mobile. Yeah. Right? Going into mobile. And for me, just like my jump ship from being an equity trader to an ISP to the mm-hmm. internet space, I said, maybe mobile is the next big thing. 
Um, so I said, where can I join, right? So mm. I jumped ship, joined Nokia. Right. Um, after Infocom, as to your point, a uh, country business manager. Mm. When I was there, um, Ron, I was in charge of the multi-biz, multimedia business unit, handling imaging and games business unit. So that's roughly 2003, 2004. I don't remember. Mm. Um, so anything with a, with a camera phone that's mid-range, one MB, one, one, uh, whatever. Less than, no, I think yeah. 256. <laughs> wow. It's really low, low, uh, yeah. low resolution cameras. Um, the 6630s, the 6600s, right, right. Um, um, N70s, those were my, my devices um, back in the day. And then I also handled the games business unit. Um, I, I don't know if you still remember Nokia launched the Engage. Yes, um, the the full keyboard ones. Ex- exactly. So the engage and of course that's in the Deadpool, no. So right. that's so that's my so that's my business. Um, so I joined Nokia and I said, oh my god, this is the next big thing, mobile. Right. So and that's my first time to work for a global company. Um, mm. before I talk about my own corporate, I don't know, corporate right. startup. I my my yeah. own startup. I mean, right, right. Um, so it's a global company, a market leader at that, and. Mm. The one thing that I've learned when I was there in Nokia is that if you're a market leader, you're basically order taking, right? Makes sense. Everyone wants your product that, hey, we want X thousands of this range, right? Right, right. If they ask for a thousand, you give them 200 because yeah. there's just so much, so much demand, diba? Correct. And this is where I learned also how value-added services in a product it's like very important right, to any company Correct. Um, because your core business is good but value-added products it's the one that makes that basically close the sale right, in my yeah, opinion yeah. yeah so in the device business run uh, uh-huh. short cuento all devices are basically the same right? you can text Correct. you can call mm-hmm. but not all devices you can play games yeah. Right. Um, it's the that, add-ons. It's the add-on. That's the one that basically closed the sale, right? mm-hmm. So, um, during that time, most of the, if an entry-level mobile phone user, and you're using Nokia, you have Snake, right? yep. That's your game. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game. And impact. That's, that's a super classic game, and that's right. fantastic. Um, and then what happened was um, in multimedia, you have, you're basically running on Java and Symbian OS. We're in game developers are developing games for that one, rich yeah. media already. Um, I said, oh my God, um, this, is, this is nice. This is the next big, you know, um, big thing. So I said, probably I want to join a content provider, right? I was anticipating that everyone will have a mobile device and everyone will buy a device that has fantastic content in it. And that's what I did. Um, left Nokia, joined mm-hmm. an internet company, uh, a content provider company called Information Gateway. Yep. And that was really a fantastic experience. Um, I was doing an run product development and alternative distribution for that company. Wow alternative distribution and that's that's a nice thing about that company um small uh-huh. company 
very very entrepreneurial but just the the that's where i got my entrepreneurial spirit because the founders and my colleagues they are all young and then okay um, we do all of this content customers are paying for it right Mm -hmm. they're paying literally for it and then i said oh my god maybe i should do this Right. right maybe i can do this on my own and to your question and you did why and basically i did mm-hmm. right and that's the biggest uh, that's the biggest ship jump ship of my life correct right? correct so decided to be an entrepreneur okay um and that was tough yeah right? that was tough because the mindset then is I'm developing this product and companies making money. Yep. What if I develop the product and I make my money for myself? Right? Yep. And that's basically what I did. Um, I started a company, uh, Feedtext and Ubersoft. Um, Feedtext is a mobile entertainment company um, based okay. out in the States. And Ubersoft is a, basically a software or mobile entertainment engineering company um, back here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what happened, Ron, um, during that stage. During Got that it. Stage. Now, I just want to ask before we take our first break. During that stage, so you had that, um, and of course, it was not the same. Uh, what did you realize? What are those things? Because again, you've, you've, you've excelled well in a corporate environment. Now, all of a sudden, you do this big jump Everything is, is, is not the same. What did you learn and th- through that taste of entrepreneurship blood, your own blood? It's like being punched in the face and tasting your own blood. What, did you, what are the things you took away from that experience? Okay. Um, wow. It was a very humbling experience. And I learned so much from the four to close to five years um, that I operated that business. Um, being an entrepreneur is hard. It's not easy. Um, it's difficult, especially if you're a first night, first time entrepreneur. Correct. Um, it doesn't mean that if you are a good product guy or a very good business development guy in corporate, that you can just port yourself to be an entrepreneur and be successful. Yep. So, what are the learnings? Number one, um, market. Uh, I decided to enter an unknown market. And what is that market? The U.S. market. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's scary, right? Um, mm-hmm. Filipino, okay, let's go to the U.S. and, and, and penetrate that market. Um, right. um, at that point, I was like maybe delusion. Um, right. It's a huge market, um, and I said, maybe there's a big space here. We just, no man, it's a huge market. So yeah. the first learning is you really need, really you really need to know your market and your customers. Okay, so what I did there, Ron, is I decided to tap an, an unknown, unknown, yeah, um, but emerging market, which is the U.S. for a mobile content product mm-hmm. via SMS. So, in the States, 
no one's messaging, no one's SMSing oh. because everyone is calling. Yep. Right? So everyone's calling. So you're trying to change their behavior from messaging to calling. So what is this product? Um, I, have a, I have a product um, called SMS Chalk. It's a platform that enables you to interact with the DJ of a radio oh, station. Oh, okay. Right? So just like this one, text, fraud, space uh, to uh, message. Right, right, to, right. One, two, three, four, five, right? Uh, so I created that product um, in the States. Wherein in the States, the behavior was you call a hotline and then you talk to Ryan Seacrest, right? On the phone. They don't message. Um, and, but what I said is, hey, um, you can actually ask your listeners to message because that's what's popular back home in the Philippines. And in the States back then, Ron, that's 30 US cents to send a single message. That's expensive. That's, ex- that's expensive, right? For us, yeah, right? Because that's right. 15 bucks. <laughs> right. for, the, for them, that's okay, right? Oh, um, okay. But, but, but if you compute that one, you mean if I get 1,000 messages, I'm going to make this much money. And then for right. me, oh, my God, ching, 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 right? Yeah. Um, but the problem is they don't, they don't um, SMS, they it's call. The, it's not a behavior. It's not an American thing back then. It's not a, it, exactly. So when we launched that product, it, it took so much time to onboard radio stations. Um, we got hundreds of radio stations on the platform, hundreds, literally hundreds. Got it. But not everyone is using it. And because of that one, I learned the concept of customer success. Okay? Wherein you need to handhold and guide them in using your product. And right. as a startup, if you are a startup, you cannot build customer success team overnight. Nope. Because you don't have enough capital to onboard them. That's, that's you very as a founder. That's you as a founder. So that's number one market. Number two, focus. Um, as a first-time founder, I was distracted from doing a lot of things. Um, it was tempting to keep on building new stuff because you have the developers with you. Right. Right. Um, so even if our product is struggling to scale, I was excited to build new products. So aside from the radio platform, I said, come on, let's build this SMS community app. And we call that app MoBlabber. Right. Wow. Um, that product was actually featured in TechCrunch. Um, oh. side by, yeah, side by side with Twitter, 3Jam, oh. Dodgeball, Loop. Right, but right. We basically every single company there um, <laughs> were like acquired by the big ones. And yeah. unfortunately for us, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I said, hey, mobile dating is happening, right? In, in the States. Oh, said, wow. You did that too. We did that too. So I said, let's go into mobile dating product. And created Hub Knobster. Um, that product was featured several times in Mashable and the like. Mm-hmm. That's basically your Tinder now, right? So it's too early for the time. Timing. Too, too, too early for that time. But um, dating has been happening um, yeah. um, back in the day. Correct. And then I said, okay, um, it's, it's not scaling. Let's go into another business. So we built a ringtone portal. Got ringtone. It. And created the uh, ringtone deck, and then and then a free games portal wherein we literally gave free games to anyone. Okay, wow. but that game is um, uh, ad supported games. So Ron, mm. this is like free meal. Two, two, yeah, two thousand and nine. But that's the current business model now, right? right? 
this is 2009. So download the free game. You'll see advertising there, and then you'll you'll, you'll be able to play a game. Um, and that's basically your Google Play and yep. an Apple Store now. Right. So I have the knack of like creating these new products, but um, unfortunately, right, um, um, it didn't scale as much. Also provided global vast for Globe Telecom um, yeah. in the U.S. So yes, did all of this crazy stuff, um, but didn't scale um, the way I envisioned it. Um, but as a startup, and this is what I've been mentioning right before we start the show, mm-hmm. it's really tempting to do a lot of stuff. But yeah. as a startup, my suggestion really is you can only do one thing, right? Focus. Just focus on that one thing yeah. and scale it, right? And if that's not going to work, then that's the only time that you do other you things. Yeah. Only a conglomerate, I think, can create several um, new Correct. businesses all at the same um, time. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. And it, it, it's, this rings a bell, Vince. Two years ago, when I was just starting out, uh, uh, no, this was in Chatbot. One thing, I, I met with Nick Stoledo. Right up. I, I, I always get, mm-hmm. once a year, I get like his time. We do catch up, whatever. And I remember in between my failed startup, which was Spartyfile, Kickstarter invested, 500 startups invested. And I was doing chatbot. And I was asking for advice. What should, what, what should I do? Should I do be everything and everything? And the one thing that he said, and I verbatim, I still remember it. He said, he said that the kiss of death for any startup is if you have conglomerate thinking. If you want to do too many things too many times, we have very, very scarce resources. And you're correct. Only conglomerates can help can do that or help you do that because they have the machinery to get that done. Yep. So that's that's super true. Nix is a good friend of mine, so shout out to to Nix Noliedo. Yeah. Um, we're in this space for so long. Um, vast. <laughs> the vast space. The games, the SMS, and everything else. Yeah. Exactly. No? And, and, and to that, right, um, which means the community is really small for now. Right. And I think that's what we want to build also um, in 917 Ventures. How can we help the startup ecosystem in the Philippines, right, with corporate um, money? Sure. Um, so, so there. So, again, a lot of learnings, like operations right. and business management, mm. a, a lot. When I was running that business, mm. uh, Ron, just to continue, um, I was the CEO and I was also the janitor. Of my yep. own company. Sounds familiar. I <laughs> <laughs> so, did that too a lot of times still now. Sometimes I'm the same dude. Messenger. Exactly. So you literally do everything. You raise capital. You do payroll. You buy your own office supplies. You work yeah. on your Excel sheets to monitor the business. You recruit and hire people. And then you deal with legal stuff that you don't understand. <laughs> These things I personally experience, and yeah. it takes so much of my time as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So instead of me building the business and acquiring customers and yeah. talking to my customers, I'm busy doing this operational stuff. My estimate back then, Ron, I think 
that's more than in an early stage startup that's more than half of your time eh? um yeah. doing doing the the non product building or or um talking to your customer stuff got it all right now let's take our first break and when we come back let's talk about and let's do a deep dive on what 917 ventures is but let's talk about that more after the break spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine with the weather warming up it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a pilates class or outdoor guided walk peloton has everything you need to help you get going Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from a break. We're still with Vince Yamat of 917 Ventures who now told us what it was like jumping as an entrepreneur, you know, all the things that you... You had to go through being the janitor and CEO at the same time. <laughs> I totally agree because I'm still that dude till now. I'm 11 years, 11 years in, one failed startup and one exit on my belt. But I'm still the janitor and CEO at the same time. Multi-titled right there. But Vince, I want to understand before we talk, do a deep dive on 917. How did you get into the telco globe ecosystem? And what did you build After the entrepreneurship uh, thing, and uh, what 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 was that experience like? Okay, um, so back in 2010, um, so we decided to wind down our startup. Right. Um, typical startup story, right? Yeah. Um, 2010, Glenn Australia, who I've worked with uh-huh. um, in Information Gateway back in 2003. Okay. Um, and up to now, in 917 Ventures, oh. gave me a call, right? And said, Pare, Globe Telecom just recently acquired Entertainment Gateway Group, which is EGG. Egg. Yep. Are you free to do a consulting gig for us? Just like any entrepreneur who's finding to do his next big thing, Correct. a consulting gig is perfect, Correct. right? Perfect. You get to pay the bills. 
while you look for that next big opportunity. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I ended up being employed anyway, right? So as a brief background, Egg was one of the leading mobile entertainment companies yep. in the Philippines back then. Um, but just like yeah, Priyondu. Um, Egg was like the arch rival of Information Gateway, our former employer um, right. back then in branded entertainment content. Right. Um, but just like any other businesses, um, Ron, you will always look for that incremental growth, right? Incremental. Um, incremental. So you have your core business and you want to grow. What is that? Right? It's either you get more customers or you create new businesses. So what we did was um, there are two businesses that we look into at the next frontier of Entertainment Gateway Group, which yeah. is, by the way, what you mentioned earlier, is now Yondu. Okay. Um, we look at technology outsourcing. This is in mm -hmm. 2010, right? Technology yep. outsourcing and mobile advertising. Um, Yondu now, Gron, is one of the leading software engineering and outsourcing companies in the country. Yep. And everyone knows that. Yep. The mobile advertising business of Yon of Egg yep. um, back then is now AdSpark. Correct. Okay, AdSpark, the leading independent digital media agency in the country. Correct. The Two divisions that we created in Entertainment Gateway Group are now huge companies now Correct. in the country. Yeah. So we have a knack for that one. I think that's the globe culture right. of incubating um, new products and services within a company and spinning it off. Got it. What's the globe ethos or formula for innovation because again you were technically be, you also became after that the vp of innovation and globe but for that entrepreneurship to happen there needs to be a formula in the culture also to nurture that because a lot of people a lot of companies throw this around from a corporate standpoint yes we're gonna innovate blah 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 but then you kill them with bureaucracy <laughs> Right, but well, what did you guys do right to allow this to happen? Because technically, this is another nine one seven. Is that at scale? Correct, correct, correct. So, so yes, so 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 that's spot on, Rana. So I joined Globe, um, the mother company of Entertainment Gateway Group, back in twenty twelve, um, when I was asked to lead the innovation team. Um, we did a lot of experiments, so. Right. When you're under innovation, you can do anything you want, right? With, of course, the proper governance. Uh, so we did a lot of experiments, and we focused on white space projects. When I say white space projects, these are non-core products. The core product of Globe is what? Mobile data, SMS, voice, yeah. right? Or maybe some anything that's connectivity. That's the, 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 the core product of Globe, I mean. Um, so as an innovation team, um, we were asked to, hey, explore and look at non-core products, wow. right? But still operating within the globe ecosystem. Got it. You're basically a, just a department or a group in globe. Yes. The innovation team back then in globe was under the corp 
sort of strategy and business development, which is the right team, right? Of course. Uh, to be part of Corpstrat and BD because it's exploration. Mm-hmm. And early projects in our group are health tech, health, mm-hmm. health tech plays. So those are the exploratory uh, adjacencies or white spaces, which is basically now called Consulta MD. Wow. Those were the first place. Um, um, I don't know. That's like 2014, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we were experimenting, but Consulta MD now, Ron, is the largest telemedicine company in the Philippines. I know because that's where I get do my checkups during this pandemic. I don't want to go to the hospital, <laughs> but I have a headache and I don't understand what's going on. So I'll go to. I use the desktop version. Uh, so doc, I don't know what's going on with me. Help me out there. So so yeah. So thank you for uh, no no for patronizing our 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 startup. So if you look at it, um, I've mentioned Yondu, the largest. Uh, well, probably one of the leading uh, software engineering companies in the country, Adspark, one of the leading independent digital media agency in the company, mm-hmm. Consulta MD, one of the largest health tech companies, right, yeah. in the country, all incubated within the globe ecosystem. Um, these are fantastic projects that we've um, created. Um, during that innovation, when I was still leading that innovation team, we did a lot. Uh, we did crowdfunding projects, mobility wow. projects, and a lot more. Um, some of them they didn't commercialize, right? Because the the usual challenge of of, of corporate is this: um, if you commercialize something, and then they see, oh, it's too small. The the, uh, the size of the price is too small compared to your core business. They don't get prioritized, right? So and therefore. It. You're, it's it's just there. It's a successful project, and it's but it's there. not at the scale that Globe plays in. It's mm-hmm. it's a Google scenario because I've had a uh, a guest here also just coming up uh, a few weeks after this. She used to work for Google. It's like Google is notorious for creating such amazing products, but if you're not solving the products of ten million, twenty million people, it's not worth it. In a startup, right. in a startup, startup, that's huge. That's exactly the the point. And therefore, nine one seven ventures makes sense. So you don't kill it; you nurture it to the point that it becomes that tool that the mothership can use. Yes. So, so nine one seven ventures. Um, Basically, we, we built 917 Ventures pre-pandemic when we were chatting. Right, <laughs> right, right. When we were, when we were talking. So 917 Ventures, Ron, as a venture builder, is a startup. Correct. It's a startup. It just so happened that our portfolio companies are massive companies called GCash, Consulta MT, and AdSpark Inc. Right. But that's a, the that's a thing. And you use, I say it in the mid-roll as well. That's the globe unfair advantage. You have a head start. Whereas mm-hmm. from zero to one, if you were to do it also from scratch, I mean, I mean, I'm mean, obviously biased towards that because that's my ethos. I'm, I'm, I'm a startup grassroots guy. But if you're listening to the show and you have a good idea and you're still torn, are you going to go all in like Ron, what Ron says? That's scary. And 90% of startups fail, FYI. Or do you find that middle ground that now exists 
finally that you have you have the chance not not natural you have the chance to still get that corporate cushion but still do the startup game now i want to understand if if i'm a listener and i'm listening to this and like ron is talking about a, this brand new thing but isn't equity what drives a startup founder right I mean, mm-hmm. the typical one, the old school generic startup founder like I am. And mm-hmm. all of the, uh, most of the guys that I've done to. Who are the people that would be perfect for what Velocity at 917 Ventures are doing? Because we've seen the success stories and by God, these are amazing products. Who are the people that are perfect fit for this, Vince? Hmm. Um, actually, a lot. Um, so, for us, uh, um, Ron, if you're a professional, if you're an entrepreneurial professional, um, meaning you have a little bit of experience, you really have a good startup idea, yep. you have strong analytical skills, you have the ability to cooperate, lead, and drive initiatives from start to finish. You have domain expertise, yep. technical abilities, and those stuff, and grit, and most importantly, um, if you're obsessed about a certain problem, yes, you you're you're perfect now for for us. Yeah, the rest that you don't have, we will complement in 917 ventures so what are these diba um, yeah i'm, I'm um, curious because what again if you're this is what scares people eh, a lot like okay i think i can do it but i'm so exposed i don't have a team i know the problem well i know i think i know how to solve it but i don't have i, I don't want to risk my savings i don't want to bootstrap i don't want to raise funding but i want to fucking solve this problem right what are the things that 917 allows this potential founder to be? Because the reason why I'm asking is if, for example, 11 years ago, and I just wanted to solve that problem of getting people in the nightclub, and I didn't have a fucking tech partner, I would have joined easily. Easily. But of course, now, uh, too, in, too late. <laughs> in too deep, been through there too much. But those are the th- what are these things that you can give founders that were like me 10, 11 years ago that just want to fucking solve this problem from the get go? So, so, Ron, so I'll talk about very briefly um, how an outsider can join 917 Ventures and help in nation building and solve Filipino problems. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you have two paths, right? One is do it on your own, the typical path, raise yep. capital, be the CEO. Yep. Most likely fail. <laughs> Most likely fail and be yep. the janitor of your own company, right? Yep. Um, that's hard, um, but I respect all of that because I've, yeah. I've been there but, and most of the entrepreneurs are successful that way. Um, um, those that are not successful are basically missing what we want to promise. To venture builders yeah. the key takeaway really is you will have a higher success rate because of the machinery that we have in 917 ventures 
So, for example, if you will join um, Velocity by 917 Ventures, yep. um, it's a three-month venture building program bootcamp. Um, you, as a venture builder, um, will not risk a lot and bet the farm or the house yeah. to start your business because 917 Ventures will provide you the resources, the knowledge, and the experience that we have in building a business. Um, joining 917 Ventures allows you to be part of a very entrepreneurial and innovative team that is corporate that. Got so in the end, you can actually be the next Gcash, right? Mm. The next Consulta MD, the next AdSpark, the next Yondu. Um, all of these companies were incubated inside the globe ecosystem. Um, scaling companies, I think we've proven that one here in the country. And we said that now is the best time to create more companies that will solve Filipino um, problems. Now, to your point, what are they going to get if they right. join the, the 917 Venture, especially if you're a venture builder or an entrepreneur or you're in the cost? Meaning, yes. I really want to do something. I want to be a, an entrepreneur, <laughs> right. to, your, to your point. Um, but I don't know where to start. Um, join nine, uh, the Velocity program in 917 Ventures. Right. Um, our mechanics are fairly simple. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a fantastic idea, right. um, you're obsessed with the problem, and you have the attributes that I mentioned earlier, we're going to provide you um, 2.5 million in funding immediately to build what? that prototype. Right. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And Ron, that prototype is going to be built by us, right? So on day one that you joined our program, the engineering team is there waiting for you. Unlike in a typical startup when you're a solo founder. You have to recruit that. From you'll, scratch. You'll re recruit that, that guy that you're trying to convince with your dry powder and that money, the salary, 30 days, right? Notice. Yeah. And in the startup world, Ron, time is the most valuable asset. Yep. And yep. everyone knows that, right? Um, especially your listeners. Um, so we provide um, two and a half million. The, the, the engineering team is here. Uh -huh. um, and up to... 50 to 10 to 50 to 100 million um, pesos in seed funding if it wow. progresses. Okay. Wow. Um, when you progress, that's game on, right? Meaning we really believe in it um, already. Um, meaning we're going to put more money or doubling down. That, come on, let's validate it further. Um, second, as I mentioned, product and tech development um, readily available to help you build your product. Fantastic development team, um, top-notch development team. You will have operational support. That's mm -hmm. growth marketers, data and analytics, finance, yeah. HR, legal support, and whatnot. The things that I hated doing <laughs> when I was a founder. Okay. The things that you need to develop when you become a CEO, because that's very important in building a company. Um, you really need to understand every single thing in your company. 
917 Ventures will also provide you network access. When I say network access, and that's what we are proud of, the global yep. fair advantage. Um, you have access to more than 80 million mobile users. Okay. And I know this very well. I used the Globe Unfair Advantage when I was doing Party File through VAS. Mm-hmm. Dude, I grew my app, Party File, from literally launch to being number two in the App Store by working with Globe Events. I got forty to 50,000 users overnight. See? And that was Kickstart. I wasn't 917. I was invested on my Kickstart. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I, I took the equi- the harder route. Right? <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. That's why I failed. Right? Um, but dude, spot on. The Globe Unfair Advantage is not even fair. I swear, it's unfair. Because if you do it well, if you use it well, the years that startups would have to go through just to get traction, you can get overnight. And... and- that, that's, that's, that's super true. So um, I'll talk about some track record, right? So Gcash. Gcash is just massive right now. More than 33 million users. One out of three Filipinos use, is a Gcash um, user. And that's like now. Can you imagine like three years from now? Yeah. So... Consult MD. You're now a user, right? You're an early yep. adapter. Um, it's cheap. You, it's 15 pesos. Yeah. And then we have other startups. Right? Health Now, PureGo, um, now scaling really, really fast um, in their own um, spaces. So the unfair advantage is really um, there. And that's basically the promise. Um, to a venture builder. Um, so if you're a venture, if to the listen to the listeners, um, if you're in corporate or you're a previous founder and you've ex- you, you kind don't know what you want to do, meaning you want to solve a big problem for yep. the Filipinos, but you don't want to bet the farm. You don't know where to start. This is the best avenue for. For you, and that's being me, being a former um, founder uh, myself. Um, you go in to our program. Um, you get all the support on day one. You have a product in two months, right? The product will be tested uh-huh. in thirty days. In three months, we will already know if there's something in what you want to build, right? Yeah. And if there's something, if, if, if the result of the three months build or pilot is, is okay, then we put more capital to it and we scale it. Um, scaling co- a company is what we're after because Correct. when you scale a company, we're basically solving Filipino um, um, lives, right? Or uh, Filipino problems. And yeah. At the, at the end of the day, that's our, <laughs> that's our mission and vision. Correct. Um, to uplift the lives of Filipino people. And, and I agree. And the flip, the, the, there's, there's so much upside here that I see. Again, coming from a perspective of a, of a zero to one founder. Um, even if you don't succeed, you get a once in a lifetime opportunity to see 
how a startup should execute at its best. And that's what you need sometimes, perspective. And whether you succeed or not, that's a win under your belt because one, one thing you can get here, I think, is that unbridled experience. Yes. Because with, with, with Party File, when I failed, that was my stepping stone for success. And my very next startup got acquired. What yep. more if you, were, you, you were able to scale? The next yep. startup you do, people will be throwing money at that. Because now you have cred, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is totally, it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, again, yeah, it's that fail fast, uh, learn fast, fail fast um, um, thinking. And we encourage, right, um, yeah. um, when you fail, where you don't stop. Um, you continue building. Those who failed, um, again, based on statistics, are the one who has higher potential to be successful um, in the future. So let's say, and as an example, you joined Velocity um, at 917 Ventures. Let's say you failed, right? Yeah. Simply because it's... Uh, there's no the market factors. Yeah, there's no, no market fit, that, right? Yeah. There's that founder market fit, right? Yeah. There's our product market fit, but there's yeah. a founder mar- or founder product market fit. Yeah. There's several um, iterations. There's a lot of there, parts there, there, ex- Exactly. So, so for example, if you're the ra- right founder but wrong product, in nine one seven ventures, I'll probably take you in. Right. Hey, um, let's do something again. Um, another product. Because we discovered or we, we observed that you're a fantastic venture builder. Let's do one more thing, right? It's just the wrong uh, mark. All be all. It's, it's, it's not, for you. It's not yeah. for you, right? But we saw how you operated. We, you showed us, right, how you hustled um, huh. during the past three months. Come, let's build wow. one more. Right into wow. the in in um let let's build more one more product one more company, um um that you want to solve, that's and amazing. and that's how open um we are um okay. Ron no? with our uh, okay. that's cool. All right, now let's take our last break and when we come back, let's talk about the type of startups you're looking for. Is it any type of startup or are there specific uh, things you look for? But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game 
And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. DragonPay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit DragonPay is. DragonPay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Vince of 917 Ventures, who now told us what's at stake. So I don't know. If you are at the precipice, again, if you are right at the cusp, at the edge, and you're still thinking, can I do startups or whatnot? Or another example also is a failed startup founder. So you went all in. You went that route. You didn't succeed. This can be your next try, a safer route, without having to bamboozle your whole life, livelihood and sell everything you own. And gain that confidence again as a founder and taste a win right at your doorstep. This this can be that in. But Vince, what I want to understand, 
is there any type is there any type of startups that you look for in nine one seven ventures or in in velocity at least or is it anything under the sun or is there particular verticals that you look for that you wanna focus on? Mm-hmm. So the type of startup that we look for or the opportunities or verticals um, are basically fintech, ad tech, health tech, e-commerce, education. Um, if you're if you have an idea that basically falls into that verticals, um, that's great. Um, uh-huh. If you have other ideas, that's fantastic too. Um, we're not close-minded. Uh, we'll, right. we'll 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 take it. We'll take it in, um, Ron. Um, the reason for those verticals is because of this. Um, we have a beachhead in those verticals. Got it. Right. Well, except for Edo and and yeah. e-commerce, but e-commerce, I think, will have one. Yeah. Um, we have a beachhead, and just like any verticals, when you have a beachhead, it's you have a position of strength to conquer the other spaces, right? right? right. To go downstream um, yeah. and to basically penetrate the territory. Correct. So that's the, those are the verticals that we're looking into. Makes sense. Now I'm just curious. I'll just uh, sidestep a little bit. If we are, uh, say, an existing startup like I am, you know, and okay, obviously, I already have a startup. I don't want to throw it away. But I also want to use the globe unfair advantage, right? I want to collaborate and see how we can work together and solve Filipino problems. What's the risk and reward for a startup to collaborate with 917B? Because we share the same, you know, uh, culture. We want to innovate. We want to scale fast. We move fast, and we go head on. Mm-hmm. For startups like that, or like startup like us per se, well, what's what's that like? Um, there are basically two ways now to approach um, Globe Telecom. Um, for some startup incorporated already with a little bit of traction, wants yep. to raise more capital. Um, my that's the kickstart route Mm -hmm. right Um, because that's our corporate venture capital they're doing really really great and we collaborate a lot um um, with with quick with kickstart um for us on the other hand um the preference really is powerpoint right powerpoint because what we want is the talent, right? The talent, the right talent who okay. will solve that problem with us. Got okay. It. And once we've identified that talent, we're going to work on um, building the solution around that guy. That, around that guy. We Got build it. the company around that guy, basically. And, 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 and that's our model. Um, okay. We help that guy um, to be successful. We make that guy. The winner, yeah, a winner. Um, we make that the guy is successful, and therefore, in the end, if that guy is successful, he'll be able to solve all of these problems, right? Especially exactly. the Filipino problem, and that's basically the bottom line okay. um, of venture building. Now, if that's what you look for, then obviously you have to have a little, uh, a lot of battle, uh, some battle scars on you already. You can't be coming in here. I'm a fresh grad. I'll, I'll do this and whatnot because you, you got to have some credibility under your skin. Of course, the idea is great, but you need to be able to show that you've solved problems before. Is it fair to, to say that you need to have some reputation under your skin on previous corporate 
jobs, or it can be anyone who really just has a good uh, knack of solving that problem. Um, can be anyone. Ideally, wow. what you can be ideally again, as mentioned, Ron. Um, if you have all of these experiences that I mentioned earlier, that's yeah. fantastic, right? Because you basically um, check all the marks, right? Yeah. But let's say you're a fresh grad. Um, and you're super obsessed with the problem. I have a venture builder right now, batch one of Velocity. Okay. Um, she's actually still studying. What? He, he was still, still in school, but still in wow. school. Wow. Uh, still in school. Presented to us a personal problem. Wow. Presented to us a personal problem. And that personal problem resonated, right? to everyone in 917 Ventures when we said, okay, this guy, that problem is a nagging problem, right? For, yeah. for him. And therefore, he's applying in 917 Ventures Velocity pro Program because he wants to solve that problem, mm -hmm. okay? So imagine the motivation to solve that problem, okay? Wow. Now, when we ask him, Okay, so why are you the best person to solve this problem? And yeah. he said, I'm experiencing this problem. I need to solve this, else I'm going to be in this rut forever. Okay, so when a person is obsessed with a problem, um, and I've mentioned this in a previous interview, when you're obsessed with someone, you don't give up. Yep. You, you make it work, right? By hook or by crook. By hook. <laughs> exactly. You make it work. You really work hard to make it work. Right. And that's what, I, that's what we saw in this guy. Um, this it. guy, still in school, have a big problem. And you can really feel it. I'm going to solve this problem because my classmates are also experiencing this problem. Wow. Right. So to your point, you can still be in school, right? Wow. We're not encouraging that you drop off of school, right? Please don't. Make your parents happy. You can do this <laughs> two things at the same time. <laughs> exactly, because that's how we are. Like, you know, <laughs> finish school, study you, hard. <laughs> you can now do whatever you want. Get the diploma and you can do whatever the hell you want. Exactly. So so, so that guy's now a building. He's on the, like, what? second week or third second week with us wow and i just had a chat with him like a few minutes ago um before our call and he said you know what um this is the start right of yeah. basically solving a problem yes. and i told him that hey this is not gonna be easy right okay. um but i assure you that the machinery that we have here, we will provide. Nice. Okay. And that, um, that difficulty of attaining or solving that problem is super attainable. Correct. Um, you have a higher so, chance of success. Yes. Yes. Right. There so you go. There. So That's amazing. All right, now let's ask uh, some questions for you know the whole startup community also coming from your perspective, Vince, and you know uh, your background, and also who are whether they're joining nine one seven B or 
they're they're doing their own startup. And I'm pretty sure with your experience, you can answer very well. First question is, what makes a good product to scale? And what are the things that uh, are that founders should look at? Because some pe- a lot of startups scale prematurely. They think that ah okay, I have product market fit, boom, bzz, it explodes right in front of them, mm-hmm. or they run out of gas, just like the time machine. But you never got to your destination, mm-hmm. right? What are these things uh, that that uh, what makes a good product that that that's scalable? And what are the, these metrics that that back that up for that scaling process? Right. Um, hmm. So. If you're a founder or you want to start a business, um, yeah. in the end, you need to create the product that your customers want. Yes. Right? Um, so that's number one. The metrics that I personally look at are the following. Um, number one, growth in engaged users. Mm. Um, that's the ultimate metric for me. Um, because that basically tells you that, okay, my customers are really want my product, right? right. And, and they're probably saying um, to every single or to all of their friends that, hey, use this product. Um, not much different from the growth of Hustle Share. There you right? go. Uh-huh. Okay, there you go. Shout out to Hustle Share. <laughs> in, the, in the past two years, right? I saw your post, but. Fantastic growth, really, really yeah. good growth um, for the community. And Ron, you don't know the impact that you provide, right, to the to the compute to the community. I'm yeah. sure you'll hear about that story. That hey, I listened to this podcast in Hustle Chair, and that basically made me right. do it, right? And that's why I keep doing this, to be honest, because I still get that every once. You know, once a month, twice a month, random person adds me on Facebook or on LinkedIn saying, "Hey, your star- your podcast helped me jump, and now I have this." I'm like, "What? That's fucking amazing! Congratulations again! Nothing. It's fuel to my fire. It's great, no? Um, you know, that's a that's a fantastic um um feeling. Um, other metrics that I look into, of course, customer acquisition cost. Um. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's very important. Um, customer lifetime value is very important. And of course, when you're running a business, um, you want to see um, your monthly recurring revenue. Um, yes. But at the end of the day, um, aside from that one, is you really need to look at what you've learned, right? right. Um, in the past, like last week or in the past two months because that's the only time that you can improve the product. Um, so that's, that's what I look into um, um, when I talk um, with the guys and the founders. All right. Last couple questions. Now, what are these hacks? Because again, exponential growth just don't happen overnight. I don't believe in chamba. <laughs> you know, because overnight successes usually take years of preparation and hustle underground, underneath when nobody's looking to make that happen. At least in your experience, again, what made Consulta, Gcash, you know, uh, AdSpark become things. What are these things that you, you do consistently or the hacks that allow mm-hmm. you to get to that hockey stick moment, the exponential okay. growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so before you start building your product, do your assignment, mm-hmm. right? Which is to know the market and talk to your customers. Yeah. Um, go to the field, observe, oh, and don't things that don't scale. That's what they call it. Yeah. Go to the field, observe, and talk to them while they experience yeah. that problem. That nagging problem, by the way, not a mm-hmm. problem that they experience once a year. Yeah. You want a problem that they experience every single day, right? right? That's the problem that we need to solve. And most often, I believe companies fail because customers don't want to use their product. Yep. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, look for a mentor or an advisor. Yes. Um, who can help you in building your product and your business. You need the sounding board. Um, entrepreneurship is lonely. Yep. <laughs> it's lonely. You're the only person who believes in it at the start, right? Correct. And you need all of these guys to help you um, ra- and uh, basically rally behind you um, mm. so that you can keep on going. Correct. So that's the second one. Um, the third one is run some experiments in your head. I do that all the time. I do that every single day. Yep. For example, I always ask myself, mm-hmm. if I can grow this idea 10x, how is it going to look like? Mm. Right? Ron, 10x is a lot of effort. Correct. Right? Now, if the result is not exciting then maybe not that one okay. you know what i mean um so i so try to do that um, when you do things anything that you want to decide on um try to imagine yeah. um what's gonna happen in x years or whatever correct um the f- other one fourth one is ask yourself some discovery question discovery questions what are those yeah like for example where can I take this business? Mm. Like, what's, what are the possibilities? Can I partner with Globe? Can I partner with this big Silicon Valley company? There you go. Right? So that, if you guys can, can imagine those, those are basically next steps already. Those nice. are action items that you guys need to um, take. Um, imagination is all about in my opinion action right right if you imagine it go yeah what's your what's your action item right just just do it um it's either a yes or no anyway in my opinion that's um but the best hack for me really um for founders is Uh this if you have a great startup idea you have strong analytical skills and you can lead and drive an initiative from start to finish, join Velocity by 917 Ventures. Boom. I strongly believe that's the best um, approach. Your the risk and the potential to success is really high. Again, I'm sold. I'm, I'm just... 11 years a little too early. Maybe down the road when I get reincarnated and I'm not poisoned by the startup, 
you know, equity, equity shit now, then I'll, I'll join. But if you are me 11 years ago, considering to jump and you're here and you know someone, maybe it's not, can't, it doesn't have to be you, but you're right there. There's no, no, you have nothing to lose and try it out here. I swear. Mm-hmm. Now, last question, Vince, before, because you're still a startup founder and you still sound like a startup founder, by the way. Mm-hmm. And startup founders are notorious for not being able to sleep well at night. For your point of view, Vince, I just want to find out what still keeps you up at night nowadays? Hmm. So what keeps me up at night? Our customers or basically the um, Filipino people. Yeah. Um, Ron, we want our customers to love us, just like in your company, right? Yeah. You like your listeners to love um, Hustle Share. Yeah. Um, we want customers to love us. We want our customers to love our products, and we want to make their lives easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so customer expectation and satisfaction is what, what keeps us up at night in 917 Ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why we're always on our toes looking at that pain point that they're trying to solve. Um, a lot of that pain point can't be solved individually, right? You yeah. need some capital or some backing to solve mm-hmm. that big pain point. And that's where basically what we're after for. And That's we're awesome. out here to to solve that. That's amazing. Again, thank you very much, Vince, for such an amazing episode. But before I let you go, Vince, invite people again one more time, one last time, to to nine one seven ventures and what do they do? Where do they go to get that done? Yeah. So um, so again, if you have an idea, um, that fantastic idea, um, that you want to solve, you're obsessed with that. Solving that problem, you have strong analytical skills. Skills. Um, you have the ability to cooperate. Again, startup is all about cooperation with team members and lead and drive initiatives from start to finish. You have the domain expertise, technical abilities, and whatnot. Um, join us. Go to velocity dot nine one seven ventures dot com. Um, again, all we need is a PowerPoint. Right and your grit, right? Um, um, shoot your shoot. best shot, guys. There you go. Good luck. Yes, and we will support you um, through the through the journey. Um, the gaps we will fill. Um, the machinery is here. Um, capital, resources, legal, HR, growth, marketing, everything. Um, all we need is your passion to solve that problem. All right, Vince, again, thank you very much. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatnot. And if we did, and if we did say some jargon, it's going to be in the Hustle Share show notes at hustleshare.com. And also, if you want to be part of the community to continuously grow the show, it's going to be in the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And lastly, we still have our chatbot. It's m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbot. Again, Vince, thank you very much. All right, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.